Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode of the About Last Night podcast with Adam Ray is sponsored by Exhale Wellness. Baby, I'm telling you, if you got aches and pains, if you're looking to chill the F out, if the day-to-day struggles of life are getting to you, then you need Exhale Wellness. They are a tribe of cannabis pioneers based in L.A. with decades of experience in the organic food industry. Cultivators, researchers, and enthusiasts that never stop pursuing genius. Through their partnerships with Hemp Farms in Colorado, they have perfected some of the highest-grade Delta 8 products on the market. Look, there's so many CBD, THC brand companies out there, but I'm telling you, Exhale Wellness is the shit. My boy John got me going with these guys, and uh, not only have they helped my dad basically be pain-free, who's 78, daily, um, they've given me a, uh, a new perspective and ability to reflect on my day-to-day that, uh, honestly, I've been looking to have for years because, shit, man, the grind of the uh, acting, stand-up, podcast world takes a toll. And um, it's nice to have products that uh, allow me to take a step back and take things down a notch. Exhale Wellness's uh, philosophy is simple, all right? Nature holds the key to wellness, and Exhale Wellness holds the key to you feeling better, baby. Through the naturally occurring cannabinoids found in the hemp plant, they restore our body's stability, comfort, and performance so that you can feel the best that you can feel because that's what it's all about. Spreading awareness about the therapeutic qualities of hemp is what they do. They want to empower individuals to take a holistic approach to health. Like I said, my dad at 78 uh, takes these gummies and tinctures daily, and, uh, and it's really helped him just feel better on a day-to-day. He has uh, gotten away from taking Tylenol and other prescription over-the-counter pills, and I fucking love it, dude. Dr. Phil here. I've got a lot of daily stresses in my life, whether it's uh, doing my my talk show or my wife not scrubbing her nipples properly. I'm always looking to take things down a notch, and Exhale Wellness is just a thing for that. Robert Downey Jr. here. So look, there's only one company I fuck with when it comes to CBDs and THC and tinctures and gummies and all that stuff, okay? It's Exhale Wellness because these motherfuckers, okay, not only would Iron Man take a couple gummies before he goes to save the fucking planet, okay? But these things just go down easy. They give you the right amount of buzz, the right amount of calming factor, which is what we all need before we're going to go out and, you know, do a bump or or um, rob a 7-Eleven or have consensual sex. But what if my dog's a fucking maniac and I need him to chill the shit out before I watch the big game? Great question, Grandpa. In addition to exhalewell.com, which is where you go to get all of your human people need treats, holistapet.com, H-O-L-I-S-T-A-P-E-T.com, is where you go get vegan, human-grade functional treats for your pets. Okay, they did a ton of research, added a lot of chamomile, turmeric, cinnamon, calming and mobility treats for your pets, dogs, cats, horses, 
This is what I mean by functional. Not only can you feel good, your pet can feel good too. I've been giving my 10-pound Cavapoo pickles, the mobility treats, and she's got a fucking pep to her step. She's walking down the street with swagger, pizzazz. She's feeling her fucking self, and it's awesome, all right? So if you want to start feeling better and living your best self and best life, right now go to exhalewell.com, enter the promo code ALN20 to get 20% off your first order. Exhalewell.com, ALN20 is the promo code to get 20% off. And if you want to start making your pets feel better, go to holistapet.com, enter the promo code ALN25 for 25% off your order. ALN25 is the promo code at holistapet.com. ALN20 is the promo code at exhalewell.com. You deserve it. Treat yourself, baby. Well, this sounds amazing. I think I'm going to give my wife two of those 25-milligram Delta 8 gummies so she doesn't talk to me while I'm shaving my balls in the shower. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Herbert. Mm-hmm. And you're listening to the About Last Night podcast, you slippery little son of a bitch. Always in a hotel, All Mark right. Norman. I'm a road dog. I'm a You're... nut. <laughs> yeah. Where Where are you, Irvine or Brea? Oh, we're Sacramento, California. Ah, the Irvine of the Northwest. <laughs> I, I always say Sacramento is like uh, San Francisco's straight, schlubby brother. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's kind of ugly. It's kind of boring. It still lives at home. Whereas like San Francisco is like a gay guy, like woo. Yeah, why does Sacramento up, always get shit? Sacramento always gets a bad rap. It's always like there's, you know, you can make there's certain cities you can make a meth joke in right away, and people go, yeah, it's because we do it. And Sacramento is one of those places. Yeah. Am I coming in too hot? Yep. By the way, is my mic too hot? You tell me. No. Right, Perfect. Weird. I'm just noticing how gross my uh, keyboard is. Oh, dude. Yeah. Welcome to the club. I mean, what's what do you think yeah. you got more? crunched into your uh into your buttons uh cheese it dust tum dust or jizz what was the second one tum dust what's that you know little uh shavings of a of a tum you ever eat a tum or some or some sort of antacid oh tum tum i thought it was like a, a thai dish you get tum dust <laughs> um no no uh definitely dust and dandruff. I'm all dan- I'm a dandruff cunt over here. I'm I'm a snow globe. By the way, that's one of the uh c- comedy clubs here in Australia. It's dandruff cunt. <laughs> I mean, you laugh at uh, that. I got to get in there. I'd kill. <laughs> but the word but the word it's so funny. I told a few of the uh Aussie comics that uh, I'm going to go kick it with after this that I'm having you on the pod and they you know, they uh they're big fans and then they went on to say, "Oh, he's a mad cunt. I love him. He's a mad cunt." Mad cunt. Uh, so I'll take it. Yeah, I, that's what we call Marjorie Taylor Green. So uh, <laughs> it's a different culture. Oh, I lost you, but you're probably coming right back. I can hear you. There we go. Boom. Now we're now we're cooking. Yeah, because let's be honest, we want the clearest picture of of downtown Sacramento behind you. There it is. Oh, that's not that bad. 
<laughs> ah, I mean, a lot of roof. Yeah. Some warehouses. <laughs> yeah, it's not that bad. Said nobody ever. It is a great yeah, club, though. Exactly. Oh, dude, I love this club. We sold out seven shows. I'm selling merch. And it's it's a town that's it's weird enough and far away enough that people are like, thank you for coming. Oh, yes. Yes. I th- those are cool cities, right? Like, there's something, you know, it's like there's other clubs up there, but it's like that is the club. And it's like that is the place yeah. where people flock where they go. All right. If good comedy's coming, it's coming here. All right, seven shows, dude. That's uh, that's impressive. <clears throat> that's exciting. Thank as you, shit. man. I mean, this is a room. This is probably my fourth or fifth time doing it, and I did the whole thing. I hosted. I featured there. I did the paper tickets, headlining, and now to sell out the shows. It's nice to see some progression. Dude, good for you, man. That's you're doing some. Uh, I feel like the last time I remember hearing, the first time I remember hearing and having it register was when Sebastian sold out seven shows at Gotham in New York. And Mazzilli was like, man, he's for, we added shows. And, you know, this obviously was when he was doing clubs. And so this is uh, probably 10 or so years ago, maybe more. And I remember just that being so, like that just kind of fucked me up because I was like, that, wow, like that, that to me seemed like, holy shit, if there's, I didn't even know you could do that. So first of all, I was like, yeah. can, you, can you do that? He's like, it's my fucking club, man. And like, yeah, why wouldn't we do that? I was like, but like, what about the other people? He's like, yeah, I mean, we'll just push it into the weekend. Like, they're not selling like this. I was like, oh, I get it now. Like, if that's if that's the uh, the the crowd you start bringing in, then like the club adjusts and they they want that. They would love to have exactly. Mark Norman be in Sacramento for for four months straight if they could. Yeah, yeah, and I'll, I'll take it. I, I'm a club guy. Like, me too. To man. me, you know, we we're low self esteem queefs. We don't uh, <laughs> we don't need. I mean, you're in movies and shit with big, big uh, A-listers, but I like this level. I, I, I don't want to be uh, Seinfeld or uh, any of that, or Sebastian. That's too scary for me. Is it because you like to, do you like the, um, <clears throat> I don't know, the, the connection that you obviously can get more so in a club than in an arena, obviously? It's that, but it's mostly mental. Like, you ever have this? This is a problem I have. I'll hit on a girl, you know, in my single days, and she doesn't like me and I like her more. But if a girl's into me, I'm clueless. I can't think of anything to say. I, I freeze up because I don't know if the crowd likes me. I, I find pressure's them harder. If, the pressure's on. You got to bring it. They got to live. You got to live up to their standards. And I, that scares me. Yeah, I, uh, I completely agree, dude. There's <clears throat> there's something it's almost like being in a club is almost like being in that. uh I don't know, in that feature spot where you're like, all right, there's yes, there's there's. There's pressure, man. I mean, look, seven shows, it's weird. It's like that's – you feel less pressure from that than you would maybe with one big sold-out arena show, right? But seven shows 100%. is like – that. There's – you know, you wouldn't be wrong to feel pressure from that because that's just telling you that like, all right, like, I mean, that's, that's, a, lot of, that's a lot of people coming out for you. But, but I guess it's right. also – there's something to be said about just being comfortable in the space and, and not wanting to uh, deviate from that, but um, – but yeah. you've done, but, but you did I gotta Red, grow up. But you did Red Rocks with Burr, right? Again, I did Red Rocks with Burt, but I was the opener. You know, it was a, it was the cushy spot. He sells out ten thousand tickets. We get drunk in the in the, the green room. We do IVs. We did shrooms. We saw Jimmy Buffett the next night. Oh my god! It's great, but again, I'm the opener, and that was a nice cushy spot. Have you uh, have you ever been to Australia? Where I am right now, by the way. I did the Melbourne Comedy Festival in 2015. I had a fucking blast. 
Yeah, dude, this is, uh, I mean, you know, I got to go back, I guess, to the States, but like, fuck, man. There's a real, so I get why Arch Barker Where are just you? stayed. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, currently uh, across from, um, from a Target and an Outback Steakhouse, but I'm in, uh, ah. I'm in uh, Queensland in the Gold Coast, which is like the real touristy, babe-filled, I mean, this is like, I don't know if you want to call it the Santa Barbara of Australia. It's the, Ooh. I mean, I just walked around last night for a couple hours just by myself, just lonely American. And I mean, I mean, I just, I saw so many like 50 year old guys with like 25 year old girls. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's Damn. that type of place. And, uh, and just it, people, this is a place where people like to go out. I mean, you know, people are, yeah. getting, people are getting fucked up at the curves out here. It's that type of vibe, you know? Yeah. When I went, I fit right in because it's a bunch of honkies out there yeah. and they all they're beachy. They're, they're, they're party and they don't have the white guilt that we have from yeah. slavery and whatnot. And they don't have that weird division with their country, like the left, the right Trump, Biden, all that horse shit. 1000% live, man, bro. I saw so many, you're spot on. I saw so many different and it was like shocking. I would see so many different types of people sitting with different types of people and being like yes look at that fat black lady with that tiny asian man and they're laughing right right i literally saw that last <laughs> yeah. night and like clocked that as like a not like a you know an uh a, an outlandish type like something i've never seen before but it just was there's just lots of pairings of people like there seemed like there was no one was having an argument about something that that was truly like dividing that or making it tough for them to truly maybe ever uh you know, be on the same page. So you're spot on with yes. that. Yes. It's a weird we thing to will, be around. It's it's refreshing. We'll sit and bitch and moan about like, did you see Pat Oswalt with Dave Chappelle? He apologized. Ah! And everybody's like, I know, fuck that guy. And you're like, dude, dude, you shouldn't care this much. We I love, mean, we love the small little, why do we love the small? We love it. They don't have TMZ Australia out here, I don't think. I mean, and that's, that's great. Yeah. I'll tell you why we love it, because we got it so fucking good. You can't complain unless you have it good. That's what people don't realize. Like, black people have been wildly oppressed, obviously, Jim Crow, uh, civil rights. And I feel like they black people talk more about racism now because they have the freedom to. They can go on the Internet. They can go on the radio. They can go on the TV and whatever. And so if you have freedom, you can actually complain more. Not to just, I mean, women do it. Everybody does it. It's like, it's a, it's a privilege. Yeah. They, uh, that they, makes sense. Or did that come off horrible? No, we'll probably edit that out. But yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, ah! no, <laughs> no, no, it's perfect. You're real. You're, I've always, uh, appreciate how thoughtful you are with stuff like that. I don't know if that's like when I see you on podcasts and, and this one, uh, uh, especially like you, you know, you're obviously, a silly fuck you goof around a good amount <clears throat> but you i don't know in your regular day-to-day -day how much you're thinking what's the percentage of you thinking about jokes and what's the percentage of you thinking about stuff i mean social issues or just worldly affairs like things that like that where you're where you're clocking like you see the outrage on something and then you you always try to dilute it with your post which i love where you'll be like this is happening this is happening fucking world hunger blah 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 you know everybody's gay this blah blah blah, and then like and now i'm in sacramento and it's like and i always love that because you're basically it's, it's such a shout out to like fucking stop making uh such a um 
such a meal out of these these things that that are just taking up so much of your time and energy and everybody does it everyone's guilty of it even my mom who is you know real smart and obviously she's 71 now so getting a little to that point to where she's i think starting to you know care about she's taking headlines and then like passing them on to me without doing the research like she'll see some headline yeah. <laughs> yes he's doing what like i used to do as a kid when i'd see a national Enquirer headline where i'd see like a picture of oprah and they're like oprah gave birth to a two to a two-headed you know fucking jew twinkie baby and you're like oh and then you, you, i see it and i'm like whoa and then i i repeat that info to someone my mom was like did you hear about joe rogan and this he's an anti-vaxxer and, and and i'm like mom you're smart enough to like you know do like go through what did you see and she's like hey oh, the cnn guy i was like all right like you know yeah there's there's a lot to it so just but but i uh yeah i like i like that you find that balance you. So how much, I guess the question, how much of the day is, is jokes and farting around and how much is like really thinking about all the extra bullshit? Well, my mom said the same exact thing because I did Rogan and she was like, isn't he a bad guy? And I'm like, yeah. he's actually one of the nicest guys I've ever met and he's yeah. done so much for comedians and whatnot. But I think old people are adults or whatever. They're still, I'm an adult, but you're an adult. But you know what I mean? Grownups, real adults. Yes. They still think the media is real. You know, whereas we get older and we're in we're in show business a little bit, so we we're like, oh, everybody's just trying to spin a story and get a click. So uh, that's just something I've learned as a as you get older and been in the business more. Yeah, it's uh, I I get excited to get to that age though, where I get to the just like yeah, you know, not have to really uh, comb through my thoughts or uh, edit self edit and just get to say stuff and just go totally this is- totally. Um, do you um, but the joke question to answer yeah. your joke with they go hand in hand like the social commentary it just turns into a joke so they're kind of uh, one and the same you did uh do you ever surprise yourself with how quick something comes to your brain I saw two different clips on your IG uh one when you were talking about somebody said how big's your dick and then you said you had you rattled off like five or six zingers in a row and they all built towards like a an applause break, which was great. And I watched the wheels turning in your head as you were like finding it, and like I could see that like you once. And then you you said like, oh, it's about this, and then it's about zit, it's about six, and then uh, you said seven if you measure for my belly button, and you said it's about six, and then you just kept stacking. And I'm like, oh, yeah. he's just trying to top himself, which is a fucking to get to that point to where you're just like truly trying to challenge your own joke quickness. I was like, that's the fucking. I mean that's the that's the goal because then you're just I mean rapid fire and then you were like it uh it's, you know it's I'm I'm all vain and then you and, it, and three more things and then you said if it's uh if I'm ever doing heroin and then you like you're like right to the hog and then that and it just built and I like saw right. you kind of like find all that do you do, when you get to that are you is it just second nature or are you just like yeah of course I like these things just come and I say them or even when you got to that do you even do you have a even a little bit of like oh fuck that was great <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. I mean, here's the here's the bottom line is look, I used to skateboard and you know, you make a skateboard oh, video, you're only showing what you land. So that video, there's a lot of me trying zingers and bombing. And that one just clicked and that one just took off. So I think A is the magic of editing. I mean, that is one full piece. I didn't edit that apart, but oh, like, I love that, yeah. A, it's just clipping good the good shit, and B you got to fail and try shit and throw shit against the wall. And most of that set was throwing shit against the wall and getting nothing. And that one just clicked. So I got lucky with that one. 
Did wait? Did skateboarding teach you that? Just to to keep trying and and fail. Keep going, and then just put the video out of the shit you land. Holy shit! What were some of the songs that you put? Because for sure, I used to watch kids <laughs> in high school cut their skateboarding videos, and they were so yep. they were dog shit. But I I yep. I appreciated the craft of it, and I love that they were making little videos because that started to like you know when I was getting interested in that. So I would see them cutting these videos of them doing tricks that I was like. I can't, I can't even skateboard, but I think I could do that. And then cut to me on rollerblades falling and, and, and immediately just being like, oh, you guys are you guys are the next Tony Hawks. But like what sort of songs would you put behind your uh, your skate videos? Classic 90s punk. All punk all day long. But I was such a dork that I would put a lot of reggae. I thought reggae was cool <laughs> with skating because it was, it was like light and airy, but still had a good beat. So uh, we all made skate videos and I put Bob Marley as my song. And looking back, it's so corny it's like we jamming you know me sliding down a rail i like to jam it with you and i'm like ah what was i thinking i should have put some punk or some gangster rap or something oh my god so it's so funny at that age and all that especially with those songs and those videos you're basically like cutting together a piece of like this is who i see myself as yes yes and you're like nobody sees you as this guy Nobody sees you and goes, oh, dude, like I, when I see Mark skate, I'm just hearing Bob Marley, dude. He's that, I know. He's that musical and casual. To, yeah, I was trying to be exotic and, and interesting. <laughs> like, oh, nobody uses Bob Marley when they uh, have a skate video. It's, that'll be different, but it just turned out so forced and cheesy. Wait, do you still skateboard? I know Chris Porter, I'll see him skateboard around LA from time to time. And it, it, makes, me, it makes me giggle because I just associate it with such a, like it's, it feels like such a child. It's like when I see an adult on a skateboard, I go, why don't you just get the wheelie shoes is what I think. But <laughs> like those feel like they're cheaper. And at least like there's like a there's like a joke element there where people can go. Ah, you got right. it quick, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but then I also get Brad Williams some wheelies just for oh. the fun of it. <laughs> I gave Brad. Push I, around. I, I got gifted this. Um, It's called like a, a funky duck. It's the uh, it was those hoverboards. You know those, uh, yeah. and uh, I gave it to Brad, and he mastered it in about two hours. And when he was doing the pile with me, he used to come up the hill to my apartment on that thing, and I would go out to meet him on the street to let him in. And it was the best part of my day because I just see a dwarf coasting up the hill on a hoverboard, ah. and and you'd see cars slow down. And and Brad's like, "Yeah, I just caused four accidents on Sunset <laughs> because because." <laughs> The amount of people that are just like, is that, is that, can I, st-, you know, should I stop and make a yeah. wish? Like who, who you know, uh, I mean, forget a, uh, forget a hot chick jogging. You see that and you, you got to pull over. I mean <laughs> that you got to pull your phone out. You got to record that. That is a huge day. What are the things when you, cause you're in a, uh, uh, you were just in LA for a bit. What are the things that you, um, that'll make you stop, you know, cause obviously New York, LA, a lot of distractions, L.A. probably more so with the billboards and just you're driving around more. So I think there's more to look at. But what is something if you're driving or even on the subway? Like, I guess, craziest thing you've seen on a subway. And then I'll go, what distracts you in L.A.? Let's see. uh, In L.A., I think it's this is only in L.A. You have this handsome homeless. (laughs) You got like hot homeless guys out there because you got. Well, first of all, it's L.A. Second of all, they're all tan. And third, you have the most homeless, so the odds are in your favor of having a hot one. We trick ourselves to thinking tan means successful, don't we? Ah, good point. I mean, what about like a migrant worker? 
<laughs> yeah. What about them? They're dark as shit. <laughs> Don't get me started on slavery. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. The tan, uh, tan is always associated with wealth and 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 like relaxing and <laughs> the in the you know Virgin Islands. But it could just be a like a a strawberry picker. Maybe that's why people step over all these bums in L.A. They're like, look how tan you are, man. Oh, clearly you have time to relax. They're like, yeah, dude, yeah. I have all the time. Fucking right, right. Sandwich. And if you're newly homeless, your outfit just looks kind of rugged. You know, it's not all the way shit stained and uh, blood Good splattered. Point. Good point. Yeah, because you're coming off of, yeah, if you're newly homeless, nobody starts out homeless, right? Right. I mean, you know, white privilege table for one with that statement. What I mean, nobody, I mean, but <laughs> but, I, but I feel like, yeah, like there's probably at some point, at least in the, in the few bums that I used to talk to in college that were always right outside this donut shop called Spud Nuts, they would always tell us their stories of how they got to where they were. And it was always kind of a crazy thing of like, you know, I was living with my sister and then she fucking, you know, got pregnant and moved away. And then I got to stay in her place for another month. And then I got fired from Chick-fil-A. And then I just, but then there's always like, and then they're like, and then blah, blah, blah. And then this happened, this happened. And then here I am in front of the donut shop asking you guys if I can play with your dick. And you're like, well, what else happened between that? Like there, I don't, yes. I, I feel like there's a big, like you, but you were, so you were living there. And then how much time went by? before you uh, truly like were unpresentable to any establishment for, for hiring. Totally. Totally. Like, yeah, yeah you- I know. I, I find that so crazy. People always skip steps like that. I want to know every, I want to know every ounce of how you got here. Uh, what was that? Uh, wait, so what'd you say? Craziest thing on the subway? Did you answer that? Oh, crazy. I mean, I've subway, like the jerking off now has gone up tenfold with the pandemic. So God, that's not a joke. Is it used to, is the no, sub- that's not even novelty anymore. Is the is that so? You just see it now, and you, so you almost get you if if you don't see a homeless guy jerking off on a subway, you're like, dude, what's going on right now? Why yeah. is this the right is this yeah. the right train? Yes, exactly. Is it is <laughs> that's it not uh, the beat train? <laughs> yeah, there's uh seeing um, I was gonna say something the uh, the. The subway in New York, with the amount of dicks that I hear that are coming out, it's almost like that's the new chat roulette. Ah, yes, yes, exactly. I mean, remember, I mean, did you ever go on chat roulette? I did it once or twice, and it was just so many dicks hit me in the face. I felt like, uh, you know, Tara Reid. It was too much. I had to get out of there. (laughs) Sorry for the old reference. No, no, no. She's coming back. That's very topical. Oh, great. Yeah, she just bought chat roulette. Um, (laughs) That, that, uh. That was one of those sites where I go, man, took you long enough. It was almost like two girls, one cup. I go, it took us that long for this to, to come out. Because right. for sure that was happening behind closed doors. No part of yeah. two girls, one cup was I like, no way. Is this what people do? Yeah, for sure. Do you know where you live? Have you seen? True. Have you seen some of the TV that's coming out? Two girls, one cup is, I'm surprised that didn't make it to, to HBO Max at some point. But you see chat roulette and you're <laughs> like, man, just no absolutely no way to uh to stop the dicks no no and i gotta tell you just from being on there for like i don't know 11 seconds there's a lot of huge dongs out there you ladies you're a you're there's a plethora of giant american cock so uh godspeed yeah Yeah, get off tinder and head over to chat roulette i wonder there's got to be i'm always curious the way that 
you know, you see people that are like fucked up grinding on each other at a club and you're like, man, that couple, I always create the scenario in my head where I'm like, I hope they go home tonight, bang it out, wake up, like fall in love, get married, have kids. And tonight's their story. Like tonight's the story they get to tell their kids. And maybe the guy was even like a little creepy coming out of the bathroom, beeline to the chick, kind of pushed a couple of drinks on her. And she's like, that's the story that they got to tell their kids. Same thing with like chat roulette. You're like, I mean, do you, do you tell the actual tale or do you fabricate it? Yeah, right, right. Are you on there or is it over? It's got to be over. But uh, I've, I've just heard be. a couple, I've heard a couple chat roulette stories as of late. And so it definitely makes me curious to, to, uh, to go back on, but, but not for the, uh, the barrage of dicks. I feel like- There's got to be one couple out there that met on there. You know, like every time they, they go to a dinner party or a, a, a cocktail gathering, like, oh, how'd you guys meet? Uh, well, you know, Tinder or whatever. They lie, but there's got to be one couple in, in America that met on there. And even if they say they like, and she's like, he was the one guy who didn't take it out. Like, no yes, one's going to no yes. one's gonna believe him. No. <laughs> be like, Come on. Nobody was on there for networking. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're uh, your uh what was that picture of you in a cop uniform on uh on your gram oh that an acting job? so i i wish i can't get an idea every audition i've failed completely do you want to um, act i don't know how you, no i don't want to but I, I feel like i should do i get all these self-tapes to my agent and i feel like a dick being like no thanks so i do it to be a team player and i hate it i've never gotten one you know what i feel like is going to happen with you that you're going to get what uh what marin had which is like I feel like he wasn't really acting and then he just got so uh, popular and so just good like you are. And then it's and, and so and who Mark Norman is, is so 100 percent just, you know, out there and understood and uh, and picked up on that. It's going to be like, oh, well, then when then when you're in a show where you're basically playing yourself, then you won't have to really uh, it'll be an, an easy transition. That's what I see. Happening. Oh, hey. I hope you're right. Like a single camera audition. Seinfeld, you know? Yeah, I'll take it. I've never gotten anything. I, I auditioned for Curb, all this cool shit. And I was like, oh, I'll get Curb. I mean, I'm born for this show. Nothing. So, yeah. But what, what was your question? I had an answer for your oh, question. Oh, uh, the cop the cop picture. Oh, yeah, the cop. So some guy did a sketch, you know, Stavros? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, come town fame. Big, big <laughs> Greek guy, hilarious yeah. guy, fat guy. He uh, he's doing a sketch. and He's like, could you play a cop? I think it'd be funny. And I put the cop uniform on and I instinctively started just fucking with people because you get that authority. You know, you get that feeling. And I was like, hey, hey, put your mask on. Whoa, whoa, black kid. Keep it down. You know, like and everybody knew I was joking. But like I go, hey, can I borrow this? I'm going to shoot a sketch tomorrow. of Just me going to Central Park and fucking with people. And we shot it and it came out great. So that was like a little teaser. Oh my god, dude! That's, I mean, well, fuck, dude. See, that's now that's the show. I mean, you as a yes. fucking you as a New York cop because, like, just with your like, you know, affable, uh, approachable voice, which is like a little goes against like you think of most cops. You think of a guy that's like, "Hey, fuck face, get out of the way, dickwad." Hey, where are you going? Right. You know, a guy that's just. But you're so when you talk, you got such a, like a. A little bit of a higher inflection that's like real you don't you know what i'm saying like more approachable yeah, just likable and yeah well and it was, it was that contrast is great for a cop exactly and, and it really worked out because i'd go up i guess like 
like a lot of minorities really know police culture because I would go up and they just start laughing. Like they knew immediately I was fucking around, even though I was trying to be a real cop. Dude, even and, cooler. Maybe that's what it is. You're some kid that always wanted to be a cop. Maybe because you, I don't know if it's because you got bullied or pushed around and that's why you did it and you still can't get that like, <laughs> that uh, respect as a cop or maybe, I, I don't yes. know how you, I don't know how you get into it, but that's like, that's really funny in and of itself that like nobody, the one cop that people don't like, but people like you because of that, but they just don't respect you. So it's like when you're coming to, <laughs> to, to crash down on parties and whatnot, you actually can't uh, get anything done. And maybe because of that, maybe like you didn't have friends growing up. So then like these people that they don't respect you, but then they want to be friends with you. So you're torn. You're like, oh, I can yes. go to all these, I can go to all these parties now and hang out, but I can't bust them, which is what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much, I don't want to give too much away. It'll be out in like a week, but the whole video this kid is skateboarding in the park, and I go, whoa, 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 son, give me the board. He goes, really? He's like a 15-year-old kid. I take the board, and I start doing tricks, and he's like, what the fuck? Ah! <laughs> he goes nuts. There's That's one awesome. guy selling weed. I go, all right, can I confiscate his weed, and I just smoke it in front of him. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> so it, That's the whole video. It, it came out great. Oh, dude, that's going to crush. Uh, I hope so. Do you get? To, do you ever get surprised when you see like uh, your uh, the wheelchair clip you posted, and I saw uh freddie prince jr liked it he's a homie of mine i don't know if you know freddie do you know freddie at all i've i've chatted with him on tinder uh, twitter jesus <laughs> freudian he's a hunk but uh great guy loves comedy oh huge comedy fan yeah i've seen him post your clips a lot too do you does that uh is there any part of you that uh i don't know if it's geek out but just goes oh oh cool like whether it's freddie or or anybody like that where you're like oh man these are people i grew up watching or, you know, as I got older, you know, like, I mean, shit, like Obama's on the gram. How do you like, what if, what if you, you saw him just like, like a, a clip of yours or, uh, or just, you know, put in the comments, like, you know, comedy queef, like, so, like, would that blow your mind? Or would you just go like, oh, uh, no. hundred percent. Yeah. That would totally blow my mind. And, uh, somebody asked Bill Burr this question and he was like, I hate that. I hate all these celebrities because. His theory is if Obama starts to like Bill Burr, then Bill Burr can't trash Obama in a bit. You know, he's oh, like, I don't want man. them to like me, then I can't make fun of him, which I never thought of. Uh, but I would go nuts. Yeah, like I've had just minimal guys, you know, D-list guys be like, you're hilarious. Like a Ryan Philippe once liked my shit. Not to say he's D-list, but Very cool. I was like, that, that's so Christ to jerk off to Cruel Intentions. <laughs> the whole thing's crazy. Yeah, dude, that was cruel intentions. I remember that. I want to say wild things when the girls oh, yeah. kissed, and then when the girls kissed and cruel intentions were like the. Uh, I don't want to say the yeah, first. Else? I mean, before it was really before porn was a thing, so it was like you had to get it in movies, unless it was yeah. like magazines or you had a dad, which I didn't. That like slipped you magazines. No, I didn't have that either. My dad's super gay, but we had a, we had like Time Cop at a hot scene. Yeah. Basic Instinct. Uh, what's that? What would Natasha had? Species. Species, yeah. There's a, my that stepmother's an alien with Kim Basinger and Dan Aykroyd. Oh, so hot. So hot. I'm trying to think, there was some there was some great titty movies back. Like all <laughs> the uh, the National Lampoons had some tit stuff. Never Good the uh, I was never a. Uh, Never a like cartoon, uh, like you know, like there's Roger Rabbit, Jessica Rabbit. Like I remember a buddy once told me he was like, he's like, dude, how hot was? I was like, are you mean you mean you're meaning 
you mean that when you say that you're he's like dude for a cartoon i'm like did you hear what you did for, uh, for a cartoon yeah he's like he's like dude fucking unbelievable tits for a cartoon i was like yeah i mean also not real he's like dude i don't know it's just like you can you see that and then she looks like a bird so then you like think of who you know that she looks like i'm like man you gotta you gotta go outside more or just get get off the internet but like I, I'm glad that there's certain fetishes or or things like that where I'm like, man, I'm glad that, that never became my thing. You know, like I used to see totally like on A and E. There's a show I think it was My Strange Addiction, and you know, guys that would get off on like, you know, getting their girls fat, like feeding them tons of of uh, sugary, salty sweets, and she'd just be sitting there and she's like, should I eat more cake? And he's like, yeah, eat it. I fucking. And then they cut to him in a talking head, and he's like, I can't wait till she gains another twenty pounds, and then we then it'll be even tougher to fuck. I love that. And then we got to another piece wow. and, the, and the girl's like, I can't start my day unless I eat a bar of soap and suck on a foot. And I was like, fuck, man, how did I avoid this being my thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not doing everything right. Yeah. But like, I guess I, is that like learned from like a, from the household you grew up in? Or like, just, is it product of your environment? Does somebody tell you about eating soap and then you try it? Well, you know, it's not that crazy to me because there's people who want to fuck kids, there's people who want to fuck animals. Yeah. Like it, it just somewhere in your your childhood or something, your one wire gets crossed somewhere. Like something flips in you, and now all of a sudden you're eating the inside of a sofa, or you're feeding <laughs> a fat lady, or or whatever it is. You're fucking a tailpipe, you know. So like something just gets twisted in your head at some point, and that's it. There's a story in Seattle, speaking of just fucking animals there. Um, that's the third time I've said that today. There's a story in Seattle, a guy <laughs> in Enumclaw, Washington. This was in 2001. And Enumclaw, doesn't it just sound like a place where you're like, oh, is that where uh, some guy uh, died from getting fucked by a horse? Yeah, because yep. it's Enumclaw. And this guy was who had a family was slipping away to bang this horse or get banged by the horse. And finally, the horse, which, you know, People make jo jokes about horse cock and like how big they are. Yeah. So the fact that he's even attempting to take that on, you know, I guess you applaud the effort, but like, sure, you know, take wow. the lot, take the loss. Maybe just maybe the story of trying is cooler than actually doing it. But this guy, I think, actually had the attraction to the animal and and really got off on it. So he died because it punctured his colon. Cut to, they made it illegal in two thousand one because <laughs> of this. To which I'm saying like. Hey, so it was legal before that? And also, <laughs> like, immediately I just think of the guys who were like, you know, it's like this guy finally got busted. He's like the guy who, who you know, got a little too crazy at the party, like jumped off the roof, fucking landed on the neighbor's car. So the cops came and shut down the party. And now, like, right. parties are banned on that street. So this guy <laughs> fucked it up for right. the rest of the potential horse fuckers who are sitting around like, all right, well, fucking, now what am I, like, you know, yeah, yeah girls is tough like, i finally to, had it in yeah you go to yeah. <laughs> yeah you go to a baseball game you go like oh we got to drink a plastic cup well some guy threw a beer bottle on the field in 1988 like <laughs> oh fuck this guy that's the same thing but the real winner in this situation is the horse because he gets to go back to the other horses at the stable and go i can i can fuck i fucked that guy to death i'm the man you know they're gonna be like holy shit high five high hoof <laughs> He looks oh, like a dude. badass. I love a world. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Seabiscuit. Yeah. Like, fucking, how's that? Yeah, uh... he got in those guts, literally. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's. 
That's a that's a <clears throat> that's a story I would like to see animated. I don't think that's like a Pixar type situation, Ooh. but like a horse going back to brag about killing a human like that. But that is, you know, again, thank God we didn't like there wasn't a, a, an ounce of curiosity to want to like, you know, go down that hole. Um, no, God, no, not not into the animal thing. I mean, I don't know. It just uh, the animals like it is the question. Like, do, are animals mad about that law? Like, what great the question. Fuck? I, yeah, I was fucking uh, Jethro. You know, I'm a, I'm a goat, and now now it's illegal. That's, yeah, maybe, maybe that's kind of like. Yeah, maybe this horse was like, "Yo, man, have you tried human butt?" Right. He's like, "Horse butt sucks, man." Yeah, it's manure-y. It's too big. The human butt's got to be tight and warm. I mean, this the animals are missing out. Maybe we we haven't checked in with them. <laughs> By the way, this is. This is <laughs> anytime I go off on like a tangent like this, I always like think of it as being like some sort of like a uh, to kind of a button it like, yeah, you know, a horse putts, you know, it's it's got to be all the, you know, shitty and just too loose, but a human butt, it's like tight and warm. Anyway, John and Diane, congrats. This is a big day for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Have you given any best man speeches in the last couple of years? You know, I haven't because uh, my friends won't let me do it because uh, I think they're worried what I'll say which I'm fine with because every wedding I'm, I'm, I'm three sheets to the wind within like the first, you know, Billy Joel song I'm gone. So it's probably a bad idea. You, you get a Jew joke in there and a, and a you know, it's a slavery joke. It's, it's not good. Wedding audiences. I feel like are, at least in my experience, you know, I just officiate Adam Devine's wedding and I had so many jokes where I was like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And then I just was like, it's not about that, man. No one's look. Yeah. People, are de people definitely expect me to, and he asked me to do it for, you know, for some comedy. But it's like you got to read the room. You can't be making, you, you don't, you know, for me to walk away, and and uh, it's just you want to just have people go, oh yeah, it was, it was, it did a good job. Instead of like, I can't believe he fucking said that. Like, exactly. And, and there was part of me treating it like a set, <clears throat> but you have to. Yeah. You got to read the room on those things. It's it's not your time to test out your edgy, see where the line is. You know, the guy's aunt is there. <laughs> you kind of want to fuck her. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it's probably just play it safe. I mean, be the, the reason they hire you is because you're personable. You know how to do it. You can be confident on stage. They don't hire you for your social commentary. Yeah, I, I was recently at a wedding and I saw a, the best man give a speech. He was fucking shithoused. So already he stumbled up there and he's a bigger dude. And it was like, just to walk up to the mic, you could hear everyone shift in their chairs. Like, oh boy. Like he just had, yeah. he just had this swagger of like, I'm going to go too long and I'm going to say the wrong stuff. He should have just opened with that. And he probably would have gotten a lot more <laughs> uh, support. Yeah. He started telling stories right. about how him and, and my buddy was getting married. were like drunk driving the night he met his girl and like fell asleep in his car at, at Universal Studios and like the amount of chicks they were hitting on like that <laughs> dude it was yes. literally everything you don't want to say and then he and then he his pauses were the opposite of comedic where it was just like long <laughs> and he would like hiccup burp into the mic yes. before and then at one point he looked like he was gonna cry and then he just started laughing and uh <clears throat> it was I mean I taped about eight minutes of it I should I should play it but he oh. he'll probably uh you know, he'd, he'd, he'd probably kill himself. So uh, your podcast, yeah. We Might Be Drunk, 
Are you guys actually uh, ever drunk for? I love it, by the way. You and Sam have a great report. Oh, thanks. Thank we, we go back, you know, 12, 11, 12 years friendship. But uh, yeah, he's he's one of the last guys around drinking. You know, we're getting older. Everybody's on a health kick. Yeah, what the Everybody's fuck? Everybody's sober now. So like me and him <laughs> still get sloppy. And yeah, we do. We shoot those at like maybe two a day. We'll do a podcast at noon, then a Patreon at one, then another episode at at two and you know by 2 30 you're fucking blitzed because you've just been drinking the whole time so this they start off great but the back half is always a slurry mess yeah the uh will you ever get like completely shithoused or is it like you just kind of want to have a little uh a little buzz on it we have but it just it happens on accident we're, we're we, we have spots that night we're trying to keep it together but you're just sitting there for four hours just yeah. sipping and before you know it you're you're wasted yeah, I try to go through pockets. Like, even when I got down here, I, I didn't drink for about 10 days. And I thought I was actually going to go for a while. And then I, you know, went out and did a couple shows. And it just got caught up. I was just like, I'm going to have a couple. But then it's, you know, yeah. and, then, and then I was just like, all right, well, I'm not, I'm not blacking out. But I just, I, and I think as you get older, it's, I mean, you, and the busier we get and the more responsibilities, like, yeah, just innately, you're probably going to curb it a little bit. But like, I don't know. It's just, I just can't see. I'm not doing crack. I'm not doing coke. I'm not doing meth. I'm not fucking taking Plan B anymore. So I'm just like, there's, there's a certain amount of, uh, you know, room that I need to be filled up with a vice of some, and I enjoy it still. It's not like if it's getting in the way, I think you know it. But yeah, there's still enough social uh, experiences where I'm like, yeah, I would like to have a, a cocktail here. Yes, yes, and and good for you. I mean, that's the thing is you got to like it enough not to abuse it. Yeah. And that's kind of what we do. We don't we don't go too hard. We don't black out. Now, what time is it over there? Because when I was over there, I was getting blacked out every night because I was fucked up with the time change. Yeah, it's I mean, I've had a tough time getting on that. It's 1147 a.m. on Saturday. Oh, oh that's not bad. OK, yeah. OK, you're in the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a 12 hour time difference from New York. So like 6 a.m. was now 6 p.m. <laughs> And I was so fucked up off it that I would drink to like even out, and oh, I, I had some bad hangovers in uh, in Melbourne. Oh yeah. Oh my god, yeah, it was a wild. I was a wild trip. I mean, great and fun and a hell of an experience. But there was an after party every night, and you don't know anybody, so you're, you're getting drunk. You're in a weird place. You're alone, <laughs> so you end up boozing to like have social, you know, lubrication. And uh, yeah, it was it was sloppy. Do you like to party with the locals? I'm sure when you were going around with Bert, it's like there's nobody that's you can't get a better teacher as far as like how to uh, mix it up with people post show. But and that's probably why yeah. he extra dug having you on the road, right? Because you're you're down for the hang like that. I'm down for the hang. We had another guy show up halfway through the trip. I'm not going to say who it was, but after one night, he was like, "We had a week left." He's like, "I'm out. Like you guys just go. I'm not going out anymore." So I was like, "Motherfucker, I've already been here a week." And you, you, you packed it up on the first night, and I still had a week to go. So I did the whole time, at least. But oh, nobody man. can hang with Bert. I don't know how he does it. He truly is a machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brad and I went on the uh, Something Burning show, uh, and he literally was like, I'm on a cleanse. And, and, and Brad and I went into it, and I was like, Brad, everyone who's been on the show has not really drank or doesn't drink. Like, I think Dalia and Callan were on one, and then Theo and Bobby and – and and there's just people that I think, you know, that weren't drinking or weren't going to drink on the show. And I was like, and the few I saw were just having a few. I was like, Brad, 
what do you got to do tomorrow? He's like, I leave for China at like 10 a.m. I was like, let's fucking go for it. So we we come in, we drank a little before, and then we went in, and then Bert was like, are you guys drinking? And we were like, yeah, man, we're, we're, we're kind of going for it. And he's like, fuck, I'm on a cleanse. I was going to whatever. And then he just said, fuck it. And God, I mean, he said he was as drunk as he's ever been. I'm sure he, you know, said that before, but, but, uh, sure. but it was like, uh, but even once we got into it, I was like, oh man, I can't keep up. There's just, yeah. he's got a, it's almost like he's got a second stomach to, to digest everything. Completely. I remember we were, I did that show as well. And he was trying not to drink and he opened the fridge to get out some eggs or something to cook with. And a Heineken fell out and he was like, all right. And that was enough. Just the Heineken falling out of the fridge. He's like, all right, I'll start drinking. You talked me into it. And then he just cracked it open. Just the sound of it hitting the floor got his juices yeah. going. He felt yeah. bad for it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then I had one and then here we were off to the races. But there's something about being in another place. It's like I go to L.A. I'm like, give me a cocktail. Let's yeah. hit the store. Let's go to the improv. But then you go to Australia and you can't get further away. So you really want to party. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, there's something about also being in a different country where I, you know, I get so curious about, like I was just people watching yesterday and started chatting with uh, this old couple and they were just like, I asked just a couple questions and they were so willing to tell me so much information about their lives. And I was like, fuck, dude, I just want to like, <clears throat> and I wondered too how much, you know, I was walking by some of these restaurants and all these people outside sitting and just everyone's so engaged. Didn't see anyone on a phone, by the way. Which I'm sure it happens, yes. obviously. It's like everyone does it. Like that's no country is immune to that. But like, but just at this one time I walked around, everybody was just like this, talking to each other. And I wanted to just see like, I wonder if I could just walk up and sit down and like what would have to be my opening line or what would have to be my approach to just like sit down and be like, Hey guys, I'm from America. I just fucking you guys seem cool. Like, can I mix it up? I was like, I feel like most of these tables would be receptive to that. Um Yeah. But I, I was especially I as an nervous. American, because at least you have a you have a thing, you have a gimmick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think we're interesting to them. Yeah, we are like that's like our yeah. hook, right? Yeah, I went to England as a as a kid, like in I was like twenty one. I went to England for fun, and I hooked up with so many girls because they're like, "You're American." Oh my god, I can't do the accent. No, no, but, that was good. Uh, <laughs> I went French. Uh, American. <laughs> But uh, they were like, right, though, governor, here we are, an American Yankee, a bloke, or whatever. And uh, I hooked up with girls just because of my voice, which doesn't happen here, I'll tell you that. Do, um, wow, England as a kid, that's a fucking trip. It was wild. Just by yourself? Me and another guy went, uh, just for the fuck of it. We had nothing, you know, I was 21 years old, we finished college, we had nothing going on, and they said, let's go to England. You know what's cool about traveling at that age, too, is that you, like, you truly have no game plan. At least I feel like as a dude, I feel like girls are way better at like plotting out and strategizing. Like we're going to hit this museum. We're going to hit this. There's a winery. There's a distillery. There's, we're going to see where they made the first tea and crumpets. And you're like, yeah, Yeah. cool. And then there's like, (laughs) there's probably a bar next door and maybe a, uh, you know, a glory hole, uh, a British glory hole. Uh, Have you been watching any of this? um, Anytime you're one of the few people I, because you, you do have the ability to like, you know, riff on topical shit. And uh, when you see things like, oh, I don't know, man, this uh, Minnie Mouse uh, going from a dress to a pantsuit and, like, I see it being blown up on the news or the M&Ms, people are freaking out because the M&Ms are, like, now going to be woke. Like, the green M&M is, 
is, uh, you know, they want her to not be as sexy and not wear stilettos. Now it's like comfy, casual sneaker shoes. The orange M&M, they say, is supposed to like, you know, uh, is um, going to now suffer from like anxiety to better reflect like young people. This quote I have, it says, <laughs> the company said the makeover to M&M's is, is uh, a global commitment to creating a world where everyone feels like they belong and society is inclusive. And I'm just like, who the fuck is looking at M&M's as some sort of like beacon of like, fuck it. You know, it's almost like, I feel like Geraldo had this great joke when 9-11 happened where he was like, he's like, they're going to all these people who are like, you know, DMX, like, what do you think about the fucking, the towers fault? Like, it was just we're, like, the, the, the voices that we're like leaning on to for oh for, yeah for you know social justice or, or just like to right the wrongs of of society and getting things on the right page i'm like fucking why does eminem need to feel like they need to be a, a player in the game of of um of things being of political correctness i'll answer your question i it's a two-part answer one it's genius marketing because a we've never talked about M&Ms in our life. It's, you know, except for when we give them to children we're, we're trying to sleep with, but you know, we never talked about M&Ms of our life and now we're talking about it. So it's some marketing lady or guy who's in yeah. a boardroom. Like if we go woke, it's going to be a fucking shit show. Everybody's going to go nuts. They're going to be talking it. about it. And it worked. You now Fox it. is talking about CNN is talking about it. And it's, it's Mr. Potato head is the one who came up with it, but, uh, Oh yeah. That was the uh, trend center. Yeah, exactly. He went, I think he went genderless or non-binary or whatever. And you're like, it's a fucking spud with, with glasses. But yeah, I just remember one way, soundbite, some guy being like, Mr. Potato Head doesn't have a clit. And it was just like, dude, that's the soundbite you used. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. So that's one. And then two, they get to be on the right side of history. So it's a genius move because, hey, look at us. We're woke. We're, we're progressive. And you're talking about us. So it's a win-win. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. You're right. It is genius, because what fucking when, and it it probably, I mean, you, you know, you got to think about other companies now that are going to get in line, hopefully, and and try to, uh, I mean, pl- things like McDonald's. I guess they don't need any more like extra advertisement, but it's like maybe you have, I guess, if they were to come out and be like, hey, Ronald McDonald is a woman now, or Grimace is uh you know, they announced like Grimace is actually Korean, you know, or like some sort yeah. of, right. Some sort of right. like flip it on its head. Well, just uh, for once, I'd like to see one company have the balls to go the other way just for fun. Like, Hey, uh, uh, the, the, the bee from uh, honey nut Cheerios is going to storm the Capitol. You know, <laughs> if, we, if we got one way, let's go the other way, you know, fuck it. Let's get a little, uh, a little diversity here dude that would actually be great where you see like a whole reenactment of him like on the phone in an apartment (laughs) talking to his guys to be like yeah like chain smoking putting on fucking this like american jacket like you know brushing his teeth to lee greenwoods and i'm proud to be an american (laughs) and then you see him get out and like a very like intense music driving in like a windowless van gets out meets up with other guys you see him just link arms in slow-mo and just go ah and then he runs toward the screen and then you cut to him like you cut to him like sitting in pelosi's desk like eating a bowl of honey nut cheerios boom there's the ad right that's a perfect ad (laughs) yeah I would kill for that. Just and then that would get a bunch of buzz. I'm not saying I support the capital bullshit, but I'm just saying like if we're gonna go one way, the other team should go the other way and get just as much publicity. By the way, did you even mean to say that? That would get a lot of buzz now because that's I'm wondering if that's if that's what somebody says to the Honey Nut Cheerios. He's sitting there, they'd be like, 
one of his friends or on the on the on the witness stand, right? They're doing like, so uh, Steve, I don't, we don't know what his name is. Like, so Steve, why did you uh, why did you storm the Capitol? What was your intention? He's like, well, uh, create a lot of buzz, didn't it? <laughs> like, right. This uh, I like it. <laughs> um, I like my it. Uh, my seven year old nephew um, is starting to write jokes, and I wanted to. Um, I want to throw a few your way and and uh, and see um, if there's what you think. If you think he's ready for for uh, for stand up or not, because I know you 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 do a comedy class right on Patreon. Yeah, wow, yeah, I do. Good call. That's Thanks. fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, I uh, I was um, that's so when I see you know there's been people doing comedy classes for centuries, and the ones that were going when I came up uh, about 15 years ago were uh, were people where I was like. Even at that point, I was like, oh, you're not doing it. Like, what? You're not, I don't, but I wanted to, you know, get my finger on some sort of structure and learn. So, so it was the only ones that were available, but there were people that weren't active in the stand-up community. So I'm like, which didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, wouldn't you want to be taking a class and getting tips from people that are in it and are like, you know, really, but I guess, you know, the, there's so many people that are starting out that have no, uh, no idea, but what's, what's the demo of the, uh, the people that are signing up for are they just like fans that kind of want to like connect with you on that level or they're most of them actually want to dive in and try it i think it's a little of both that's the weird thing about stand-up is uh, a lot of people who love stand-up kind of have that inkling of like i want to do this so they watch it almost like uh oh i wish i could do that i wish i could do that whereas you watch mick jagger and you're not like maybe i'll maybe i'll be a front man for a yeah. rock band yeah. you know you step is the one thing where they think they can do it but a lot of these guys are open micers or or just huge autistic -y kind of joke brain guys who just want to have an outlet for that kind of thing. They'll just write jokes at their house for no reason. So it's a little mixture of, of com like uh, fledgling comics and uh, just autistic weirdo types. That's awesome, dude. Do you get a, a decent amount of people sign up for them? Yeah, we're getting like 30, 40 a class. And then Holy we'll work shit. on they'll they'll ask me questions and then I go, what do you guys got? And we'll literally go down the line for like an hour and everybody will do their bit. And then we'll all punch it up together as a, as a class. And it's pretty cool. Yo, that's brilliant, dude. That's really, as it, um, has it made you, I mean, it's just like an acting class. Like, you know, uh, you get better by watching and you get, yes. and, and you as the teacher, I mean, dude, you're getting so much out of that because it's like, just, just, I mean, the same way podcasting and doing all this stuff, everything begets everything, I feel like. So it's like the amount of, you know, uh, uh, times you're just getting those reps of of conversing with anything. It's just like you're just strengthening that muscle for the stage or for a, a yep. late night thing or for a, a meeting or whatever. It's like you're just getting, um, which is why I just, you know, I think you're the same way where it's like you just try to always do it if it's, if you get asked to do something, if it's going to, you know, even if it's not moving the needle that day, it's like, it's all, it's just stacking the chips of making you stronger in that area. Right. That's exactly. It's, it's stacking the chips. And, and you brought up that, that dick riff earlier. That's probably all just coming from the classes, the podcasting, the joke writing, the stand up on, on my own. So yeah. it, it all begets. You're right. Have you had, uh, have you had someone in the class where you're like, Oh wow, this, there could be a future opener here. Like, it, you know, just in the same way. Oh I'm, yeah. Yeah. There's like two guys in particular where I'm like, 
A, they bring a killer joke every week to the table, and it's B, awesome. when we're doing the punch-up, they're fucking on it. And I'm like, Jesus, who, who's this guy? He's like a phenom. How, how did this guy – he's like a, a welder in Ireland, and he's just fucking bringing the heat. That's incredible. It's cool when that happens, where there's people that – almost like with kid actors, where they don't know any better, so they don't have any acting – any actor concerns. Yes, or So they're, yes. they're not getting in their own way, so they're just like, oh, is this funny? And you're like – yeah, it's actually fucking brilliant, dude. I guess you're not even, you're not overthinking it. So you're just kind of seeing like, you know, just kind of like a joke formula yes. and just having, uh, now on the flip side, are there people where, yeah, like are there savant. people, are there people that are, uh, that, you know, where they'll bring in like a joke and you're like, Hey man, that's, that's off Chappelle's second special. Or are people, <laughs> are people savvy enough to not do yeah, that? Yeah, there's a little of that, but it's never. It's never uh, on purpose. Like, they never like, oh, I bet I can slip this Chappelle joke in. No one will know. They'll think I'm a genius. But uh, it's just a lot of parallel thinking because there's so many jokes have been done. So it happens. It's so crazy when that does happen. There was a, a comic. I won't say his name. He's uh, a, uh, but when he was starting out, I was, you know, and still am such a big Gerardo fan. And I just knew all his bits so well. And he he did two bits one time when we were hanging out like in conversation, like it was an organic way to do it. But if that's going to happen, usually the person sets up like, like I've done during this uh, conversation where, where I'm like, oh, there was that great bit or, or whatever. You, you give some sort of a heads up, but he just kind of set it as its own. And then I kind of waited for him to be like, fuck it. I love that bit. And he didn't. And I was just like, huh? <laughs> like he just, you know, set it as a, uh, as his own little uh, anecdote. And I'll, I'll never forget. Wait that. a minute. He tried to, he slipped his bits in a conversation. Geraldo's bits in the, in the, it was, it, it fit in context of the conversation, but it's like, there was no, at the beginning or the end of him being right. like, that's blah, blah, blah. Or like, man, I love that. Like any sort of a, a credit to, uh, he just kind of, yeah. so, so it was kind of this awkward beat and I didn't have it in me to call him out on it. Cause it was just so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, it's it was just so better. Egregious. It's the same way. It's like if you're at a urinal and you catch a guy staring at your cock, it's like, it's, but just let him stare. Like, you know. Let him stare. Yeah, sorry about that, by the way. I was, <laughs> I was drinking. But I got to look at, a, at another cock in a, in, a green, in a bathroom. I can't help it. Yeah, dude. It's, there was that great uh, episode in Curb where they were looking at Muggsy Bogues' uh, uh, dick. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. I mean, that's such a – the amount – I mean, that was, I can't remember if it was because he was smaller because he was black that they wanted to – get a look i think it was because he was black because they were asking wanda sykes about that and she's like what the fuck larry yes. why am i your gaze for everything black he's like what it's yeah just, that's know, right you've probably seen a lot you know um yeah uh, he's he's my hero me too man yeah you'll get on that show you'll get your own show and then larry will just uh or maybe have larry on your show what would, who could larry play on your show with you as the cop maybe the fucking the maybe chief the chief Chief of police or my dad or my landlord. Who oh, knows? your yeah, dad. Good. Yeah. Fuck. That'd be amazing. Holy shit. Yeah. That would be fun. He's the um, real deal, man. I mean, he's he's like keeping comedy alive. Like the kind of comedy he does is, is kind of rare now, especially a, like you can see it online and on TikTok, but he has an HBO show. So he's in the mainstream. And I love that. Also, it is never lost on me when people because I know he's in his I think early seventies or, or 68, 69. Yeah. It's just, I, I, not that it should be that crazy, but like, I don't know, man, I know people at that age that are, I mean, my stepdad is 78 dude. And his pun game yeah. is fucking unreal. 
Like he's so really he's Mark Norman level quick with puns, dude. I'm not even fucking kidding you. And it's like truly baffling. And I'm like, I hope I'm wow. that cognizant and quick at that age. You can take a piss. Yeah, right now, yeah, same. I think you got to stop drinking. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm dying here. All that urinal talk. You know, <laughs> you know, what, dude. Uh, I this, respect. This, this is w- way cooler than you setting the phone down and saying, "I'll be right back." This tell this tells me yeah, where we are friendship well, wise well. too. Yeah, we're all friends here. Uh, would, had, it had to happen. Now, would you take the phone if you had just had if you just had the most the worst case of Sacramento diarrhea? Would you set the phone down? Or would you bring me with you? Oh, uh, oh. I would definitely uh, definitely bring you with me for diarrhea. I mean, that's quiet. <laughs> it's quiet. You got quiet diarrhea. Who are you? Well, it dribbles out like a piss. It's like soft serve. Uh, My dick didn't show up there, did it on the on the screen? No, we got we got just the uh, just the uh, the start of the pubes. All right, so here. All right, all right, all right. Hear these jokes from my nephew real quick. I want you to just tell me, like, yeah or nay, like oh, this. Hit me. I guess basically just tell me, like, would this could could he put this in his act or does it need work? I guess that's how we'll gauge it. Uh, knock knock. Who's there? Glory hole. Glory hole who? Oh, I thought this was just a place I could rest my penis in between shifts. Don't tell my wife. All right, all right. It didn't really go with the who, but I'll take it. All right, okay. So that's so he can all right, that can keep that in the act. Keep it or leave it. So I guess keep it. Um why was six afraid of seven? Why? Because seven, eight, nine. And because uh, eleven, that's, and, that's old. That's and, not his. Well, here's here's what he added. Oh. And because eleven and twelve, were, and because eleven and twelve were serial rapists. They were stealing papers. Hold <laughs> on, we're, we're breaking up here. Because eleven and twelve were serial rapists. Oh, there you go. But why would uh, he eat them? Great. Hey, look, this is this, you can take this up with a seven year old. All right. All right. All right. Well, he's wow. This gets dark. <laughs> Why? Hey, seven man. years old doing serial rape jokes. COVID. And glory hole. <laughs> COVID this really got to an animal. Why did uh? why did the teacher? Why did the teacher wear sunglasses? Why? Because her students were too bright. Also, she had a severe retina disease that made her eye gradually disappear in the socket. The only cure. Black guy jizz. <laughs> I mean. All right. I like this kid. So here's here's what inspired that. And I want to, uh, before we wrap this up. So one of my favorite things on Norm's podcast is when he would give jokes to, uh, do you remember at the end of the episodes? Would you ever watch it? He would yes. give jokes and have yes. people read jokes that he clearly wrote that were. I love it. Yeah. Um, and I saw you had a real beautiful post when, when Norm, uh, passed. Um, and I didn't re I assume it made total sense once I saw your post about how he was, uh, one of your heroes and how people, you know, uh, would, would even, um, you know, compare you guys a lot when they'd see clips of yours, um, which must've been a huge compliment. Was he, how early on in your, I guess, comedy development or career did he become like a guy that you were like, yeah, that's that's my guy? That's a good question. I mean, uh, like most guys, I was 
not that hip to stand up as a kid. You watch SNL, you watch Animal House, Caddyshack, all that shit. But I got into college and I found stand up and I was obsessed with uh, Seinfeld and Chris Rock and uh, Louis C.K. and all that shit. And then you find your 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 fringe guys like Hedberg and Geraldo. And then I found Norm and I was like, all right, fuck the other guys. I'm all in on this guy because he was the stand up was good. The panel was good. Dirty work was good. And it was it was it was like slackery comedy where he just didn't give a shit. And yeah. that like Seinfeld is wearing a suit. He's buttoned up. He's clean. He's Jewy. I liked it, but it didn't hit home like Norm where he just didn't give a fuck. He had the weird voice. And uh, he, he, he was like anti-comedy, but also great comedy. I, I don't know. He was, uh, he was my favorite. Did you ever get to work with him? No, I met him once for about five minutes. And I, we chatted in the hallway of the cellar. Then he went on to do uh, his uh, Letterman set at the oh, cellar. Wow. He was running it. So I got to oh, see wow. that live. Wow. And he couldn't have been nicer. And uh, just, a, just a sweet guy. Sweet, sweet man. 6'3" uh brilliant and just obsessed with comedy always looking for the joke he him and joe list were pretty tight and oh, him wow. and joe had like a text thread and he joe showed me the text thread and the text thread is hilarious shut the fuck up yeah that's always <clears throat> i had a buddy that's funny you bring that up i had a buddy asked me about that he's like is texting with comedians which i thought was a great <clears throat> non-comic question and just like a great thing to to get insight on a, on a little curtain peel back he's like are the text threads you have as as fun and i was like well it depends on who you're texting with but like yeah like if you're if you're you know funny on stage and you're you know uh, ho hopefully that carries over off stage then yeah like it's if you're tr i think if you're truly in this then you're like that it should always be a part of like every moment at least like even for me i can't help it and i like and obviously for better or for worse sometimes you're saying stuff where where people are like all right man like i said like at a a best man speech but it's like i would rather have that be a part of you know the way i'm always thinking versus not you know what i'm saying like always even i heard Schwartzen just say this where he's like even sometimes if i don't say it i'm always thinking the joke you know what i'm saying like it always just pops into your head even if you're not saying it in the in the moment right yes which is a yes a great and, place and to these get comics to. are fucking themselves yeah yeah exactly these comics are fucking themselves where i'm now around comedians sometimes and i'm like oh here's a great joke uh they they'll hate me for this if I, it's got retard in it or it's a gay joke oh man and you're just saying the worst possible thing you can think of because it's funny and we're all dead inside <laughs> but now i'm i'm like always censoring around certain people so around people like you who i trust i'll throw out anything yeah well that that being, so these brings comics me to the, are fucking themselves that brings me to the closer i i wanted to hear uh you because you said you don't do accents but i'd like to hear you uh say the n-word and i'm going to give you an, an accent and then i want to hear no uh, I do want to close this out <clears throat> with a little uh, inside the actor studio. Get to know Mark Norman. Ten question questionnaire. Uh, R.I.P. James Lipton. Play you would have been, been on the show at some point, so now we'll do it here live. <clears throat> um, ten questions with Mark Norman. I'll be James Lipton. <clears throat> Mark, what is your favorite? Hit word? me, fatty. <laughs> I say it again. What is your favorite word? I missed it. What is your favorite favorite word? word? Oh shit! I don't know. That's a good one. Uh, I I like queef because it's we all know it, but you don't hear it that often. But it also involves a vagina noise, and it's it's like a vagina fart. It's just so great of a word, and it 
it gets a laugh just just the word alone gets a laugh so that's why i use it all the time because uh it's it's usually you need a setup and a punchline to get a laugh this is just a single word i think it's the funniest word in the american language quick queef story um <laughs> please my the first time i, I love a qqs <laughs> The first time I did stand up in Seattle at Giggles, uh, open mic, I did uh, I did this joke where I go, this is like halfway through the set, I go, all right, I want to do something real quick just to kind of bring the crowd together and just kind of unify us all on the same page. I'm gonna split the room in half. I want this uh, this side to go uh, at the, all uh, on the count of three. I want this side to go, and I want this side to go. All right, one, two, three. <clears throat> and they did it, and I go, congrats, you're all part of the world's biggest queef. And it got no laughs, just exactly <laughs> the, the response you gave me, and then the uh, the owner gave me the flash of the light five minutes too early. Um, Mark, what? what's your... <laughs> oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's probably yeah. never been done on stage ever. You, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's probably like a Guinness Book thing. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it, was, it was edgy before uh, before my time. What is your least favorite word, Mark? Uh, least favorite word. I think I know it. It's like people abuse the shit out of that word. People overuse the word like, you know, Valley girls and, and all these people. I hate the word like it's too much. It used to be a, uh, I'll give you an example. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You know, when people go, man, I was like putting my shoes on like, no, no, you were putting your shoes on. You weren't like putting your shoes on. It's, all we do is deal with like trying to cut out extra words and it's just adding extra words. Even people start a sentence. Oh, like I went to the mall today. Well, where'd you get the like? You went to the mall. <laughs> it, it drives me nuts. Yeah, cut but I know the I'm fat. an old man yelling at a cloud here, but it just no, no, no. kills me. My mom used to tell me it was a sign of, uh, it was a lack of intelligence to, to overuse that word. It was a what? Lack of intelligence to overuse that word. Oh, oh, ooh. Okay, well, there you go. Definitely waters down your language. I think so. Uh, what turns you on? Sexual or not? Uh, sexual strangers. I think strangers are sexy because uh, you don't know all the bad shit about them. So that's hot. You know, people <laughs> are like, what do you want in bed? I'm like, I don't know. Someone new? A new foot? Uh, that's hot. <laughs> yeah. Something you've never seen before. A gal you don't know. That's fun. Not that, you know, my gal's great, but uh, strangers are sexy because you don't know anything about them yet. Which is so funny. Because as a kid, so you're taught to, to uh, you know, deflect strangers. Interesting. Good point. Don't talk to strangers. Yeah. Don't talk to them as a kid. Huh. And as an adult, all you want to do is fuck them. What's that yeah, about? Yeah, I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to finish the bit at Seinfeld's, them, but, yeah. but you get it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, let's see what, what, what turns me on. Otherwise, like, I think interesting shit turns me on, not sexually, but like yeah. you watch a documentary that's super interesting. I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like jizzing in my brain. I love it. Yeah. What speaking fun of facts, doc, I love fun facts. You do. Yeah. Do you have a, do you have a type of brain where you just got a yeah, sponge? Just, You've got a, a, a big compartment of just shit you can pull from at any time. Yeah, I, I used to have more. I used to follow a thing on Twitter called Fucked Up Facts or Awesome Facts. And nice. I just loved it. I would just scroll through them and read hundreds of them. 
Uh, have you seen a good doc recently that you would uh, recommend? Uh, yeah, yeah, good question. There's, there's a documentary. I think it's called Honey Pie or Honey Pot. It's about this woman in Albania who lives in a mountain, and she's friends with bees, and she's a beekeeper. And her whole existence is getting honey from them and they love her they never bite her she goes in without a beekeeper outfit on and just does the honeycombs and scoops it up puts it in a jar then she goes into the city on a train and sells it the whole thing's fucking fascinating holy shit yeah anyone who dedicates their life to bees and like it's like yes and also like finds a common ground and connects with them like that grizzly man the way that guy did with bears right right Again, like growing up in a household where you just, where that becomes, to want to go and be around bears already, I feel like you're just a children's book character. But then to like want to be around them and, and like strange bears, like you talk about being turned on by strangers. Like, I mean, I wouldn't put it past Grizzly Man. Like, you know, we know he got eaten, spoiler alert, from being around bears that he didn't know. But like, how do we know he wasn't getting a little too, a little too handsy, and that's why those bears yeah. retaliated. Good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that I saw that doc, and I think that guy was gay, and that's how he like coped with it. Gay for you bears. Know, like bears. Bears. Well, that's gay don't guy, they even gay, say big guys are bears. Big guys are bears. Oh shit! Wow. I never dude. put that together, but yeah, I think that guy was gay, and he that's how he was coping with it. Was like going out and these bears aren't homophobic. My dad is. So I think- hang out with them. <laughs> I think we cracked the case. Do you have his parents' phone number? Call him. <laughs> <laughs> we can finally give him some closure. Don't worry about it. it had yeah. nothing to do with your <laughs> yeah, guys' exactly. lack of parenting. It's because he was gay for bears. Um, all right. What is your favorite curse word? <laughs> I don't know if I said this on here before because we did this once before, right? Yeah. But I want to see your new answers. I think. Yeah, I think before it was shitty. I love the word shitty because it yep. describes something so perfectly. Uh, so right now I'm, I'm really enjoying fucktard. Nice. I love a good combo both, curse. Yeah. Yes. Combo curse. Shit, shit dick or, uh, fucktard. <laughs> Pussy fag. I don't know. I can't think of another one, but, uh. Bitch tits. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bitch bi- tits. Bitch tits is great, Those dude. Are great. I, I remember the first time my, my, uh, friend's dad. Uh, called me bitch tits, and I was a fat kid, so it was like it was extra. It, it stung double hard, you know, because I was like, "All right, there's a fucking." Is my friend's dad? I always had a couple friends' dads that were just would go hard in the paint on being like, you know, they were just real close to making like titty fuck jokes to me at ten, which I would have respected in hindsight, but like, because if anything, they're giving me that extra boost to to make a change by uh by giving me that right. verbal onslaught, right. but. But bitch tits as a dad, like, you know, I don't know if that's the type of dad I'll be to make fun of my friends, uh, my kids' friends, but I, I hope so, because that's the, you know, yeah, yeah. I think they were. I think that's the, what you want. I mean, that's a great dad. You respect the uh, the guy's dad. You also go like, oh, this guy doesn't give a fuck, and uh, but you got to find that balance. It's like you know, call me bitch tits, but then like, let me use your hot tub. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, it's got to be a give and take. Don't judge me when I stare at your wife's. Uh, it's your wife's um, real tits. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. You can find that thing. <laughs> yeah, I got the Nintendo cheat code. 
All right. What sound or noise? <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? And we'll wrap this up. Ooh, I know this sounds cheesy, but uh, I love a lady laughing. A female laugh is great. Let's it's go. Just so like, ha, 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 ha. I know, man. It's it so really is the best. You're like, I'm making this girl laugh. And it's just visual. I mean, it's uh, audibly enjoyable. Just something yep. about it. It's pleasing to the ear. Yep. So that's a good one. All right. What, uh, what sound or noise do you hate? That's a good one. We'll go with that. Okay. Okay. Sound or noise do I hate? Let's see. Uh, oh man, I had a, I had a, grew up with an old car when I was a kid. I bought a 1971 Cutlass, and I know the sound of it when I, it wasn't going to start. You know, like la, 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 and it would kill me. I had a, I missed a prom date because I couldn't get my car to start. That's where I was at in high school. Holy shit! Yeah, you missed a prom all pre Uber. You missed a prom altogether? No, I made it to the prom, but my date was like, fuck it. Like, you're too late. Oh. So I saw her there. She got a ride with some girlfriends, but it was like the first half of the prom was me being like, I swear to God, it was an accident. My car sucked. She's like, why don't you get a new car? I'm like, I'm broke. I'm fucking 17. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. And we're still together this day. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah, yeah. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Yeah, dude. You know what would be nice is uh that Mad Men shit. I mean, I know it's it's glamorized and romanticized. The guys in the suits with the cigarettes up in Madison Avenue and a skyscraper. They're living the dream. Together, some ad for uh Honey Nut Cheerios. They're they're doing like an ad for Hilton. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Alt right. That's the move. No, but uh. I know that 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 seems cool, but I know it'd just be a bunch of nerds in a in a boardroom in Cleveland, so it wouldn't be as as glamorous as that. But other than that, I like UPS. UPS would would rule. I feel like you. It is interesting to think about. Like as funny as you are in this life, it, would you be would you be this funny as that guy in that world? Do you know what I'm saying? Would you be that funny guy in the office? Maybe in the '60s, because you could say crazy shit. Uh, but now I think it, HR would be up my ass. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't. Uh, yeah, you couldn't make any of the jokes that you make in the uh, no. in, in the every in the everyday. There's got to be those guys though that are doing it and getting away with it in certain jobs where the HR per, or maybe it's the HR guy that's doing it and he's setting the tone. He holds Ooh, a meeting. He's like, that's look, a, that's a TV show. He's like, look, there's seven words you can't say. I'm gonna give you the 14 you can say and have to say if you want to stay here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, yes. He like That's wants he wants everyone to push the envelope. He's like, dude, you he's like, you he's like, look, I don't want you hugging somebody and feeling their boobs press on you. If you don't if you don't make some sort of creepy noise, we will fire you. Right. Right. That place has got to yeah, exist like out that. there. Flip the tables on him. You know how they have that restaurant called Dick's where all oh, the waiters yeah. are mean? Yeah. But now it's HR but flipped. Wow, yeah. The fr- yeah. I don't think, I mean, just that they say that, you know, everything comes back around, like, you know, style coming back or whatever. I don't know if that's something that'll come back around where it's like, we'll get, they'll, you know, in 30 years, people will be like, hey, you can say all these words again. It's cool. Like, everyone's eased up on it. I think it's once, once the, uh, the, the line has been drawn as far as political correctness, I feel like there's just too much of a, especially now with the amount of, sites and sound bites i mean there's just too many opportunities for people to to blow it up right unless the internet goes away and cell phones go away 
Oh, that, that's the only way. That's the only way it'll happen. And, you know, the internet has fucked up so many people. Like, people have been canceled and doxxed. And girls are killing themselves with anxiety and all this shit. But, like, maybe there'll be a prohibition like alcohol had. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, I just I want to be a fly on the wall back in the uh, 80s and 90s in, like, NBA locker rooms or, like, parties or planes or tour buses. I mean, just from the stories I've heard from some of these guys being like, thank God cell phones went around. I'm like, fuck, dude, what was truly going down? I mean, it's like where they knew they weren't going to have oh. – I mean, Maybe they hired a photographer, like, for the last dance, but, like, that's the only guy in there that's got any footage. That's it. That, and it's still photos. And, yeah, that, I mean, Led Zeppelin and, like, all those Motley Crue guys, forget about it. That oh, shit yeah. was wild. Oh, yeah, just sucking and fucking everywhere. Uh, all right, last question. Oh, yeah. If, <laughs> if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, man. I'd like him to say, hey, 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 I know what you've heard. That was my publicist. We're nothing like that. Your grandparents aren't here. You can curse. It's actually fun. Chill out. Don't worry. It's not a bunch of angels. It's just a bounce house and a, and a wet bar. So saddle up, bitch. <laughs> Dude, so God's a cool fucking, he's the, uh, he's the guy that welcomes you to the party and hands you a cocktail. He's like, look, even Mark Marin's drinking over there. <laughs> yeah by the way your second Marin reference but i think uh i think yeah i think i want it to be a little relaxed because heaven is like you know it's the pearly gates it's god it's it's upstanding citizens and all the fun people are in hell so i'd want heaven to just be like hey look don't worry about all that shit that was my publicist just making a brand out of me <laughs> we're actually fucking wild out here <laughs> yeah yeah great answer uh dude you're the best thanks for making time i fucking love you you're a beast. Your Netflix special was fire. Thanks for having me. Your Netflix special was so good, by the way. Thank and, uh, you. Everybody go watch that. I mean, you know, if if they're smart, that's that just starts the train of uh, of throwing you a bigger one. But, you know, however it happens, you got you got your finger on the pulse of how to get shit out. And, it, you know, it's like for for I'm sure you talk to your young comics about this, too, but it's like you're all the things you're you control what you can control which is something i've always uh dug about you which is like you know being uh you know prolific with with writing but also like you know the more you write the more you're gonna have to uh to to hopefully capture and capture the right way and get opportunities to have stuff get captured and then getting it up it's like i mean i see some of these clips of yours in the you know millions and hundreds of thousands where i'm like dude that's i mean you know you know as, as good as i do that like one of those clips is the reason that someone's even just coming out to a show or uh, or right. tell, or passing that on to 50 people. Who knows? It's like that could be yes. that person could just be watching it for themselves. But I don't know, man. Comedy, I feel like, is one of the most shareable things where people get excited to to. Uh, and, you know, every app makes it so easy now to just fucking click and send it to, to whoever a bunch of people. So good on you for staying uh, so uh, active with that, dude. Um you're thank taking you, over the thank world. You. I'm terrified it'll go away at any moment. So uh, I just keep putting it up. Somebody described the internet as an IV drip. You got to just keep feeding it or the, or the patient will die. I'm like, ah, God. But all right, here we go. Who said that? Mark Marin? I don't know. Gandhi? Somebody said that, <laughs> but it, uh, it stuck with me. Uh, we'll crush it in Sacramento, dude. Don't do any meth. Um, tour dates at MarkNorman.com, yes. right? Hell yeah. I'm all over the road this, this year. We're, we're really blowing it out with clubs and stuff. So come on by. I'll be in your town. Praise yeah, Allah. Dude. Well, let's get fucked. <laughs> let's get fucked up next time I see you.
It's a date. Yeah, I, I miss you. I miss you too, bud. Have fun. Thanks, thanks for doing this, Mark. All right. Best eyebrows in comedy. Thanks, thanks a brother. lot. Queef it up. The Russian Jew and me. Thanks, Playa. <laughs> oh, you, I didn't know that. Well, we're no more <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> See you, bud. Take it easy. <laughs>